Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's where we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of So You're Ready to Date. If you caught the episode last week, I suggest you go do it because we're talking about holidays and dating and what happens when you bring that certain someone home. But this week, we're going to rewind just a little bit because we're going to talk about how do I introduce my new special someone to the people in my life. Now, you're spending all this time with this person and you're lovey-dovey and they are so very wonderful. And now you want your two wonderful worlds of your friends and family to coexist so wonderfully and harmoniously with this new person that you are dating. We want that for you too. So that's why we are going to talk about some ways that we can do this smart. Sometimes it'll happen without preparation, but we want to, if you're ready (laughs) to start introducing that special someone to the rest of your special someones, how can you do this in a way that hopefully will get you success and create some lasting good feelings and good vibes between all of the good people in your life? I love this topic. And one of the key points that I think we should start talking about before we ever get to any type of face-to-face contact is to know that the introduction on both sides starts long before any face-to-face contact ever happens. And it starts with the way that we talk to both sides of the equation about the other person. Have you mentioned your friends and family to your significant other? And how are you talking about your friends and family to your significant other? And have you mentioned this person that you're dating to your friends and family? And what are you saying about this person that you're dating to your friends and family? And how have you presented him or her to them? We've all probably had at least one friend, or maybe you were that friend who are like, why are they even dating? He just sounds, or she just sounds like a complete and total jerk. And I, you know, I've had some pretty close relationships where I'm like, why are you guys still together? And they're like, why? I love him. He's wonderful. I'm like, not in my eyes. (laughs) Every single time we have talked, it's been about what they did wrong or what they're doing now, or how could they be such a jerk? Or so like, if you're giving them one very specific picture, that introduction is this guy is a jerk or this girl is an ass or this whoever is, I don't know why they would, my wonderful, amazing friend or is dating this person when it just doesn't make sense based on this maybe unintentional introduction that you have given of this person who's supposed to be so important and wonderful in your life. And the same goes if you are dating this person and they care about you and it's going great and you've got Mr. Wonderful and you've got stars in your eyes and you're talking about your best friend to this person and all you're saying about your best friend is, well, she is jealous because we're spending too much time together and I don't get to see her anymore. And she's mad because we're not doing this. And she's mad because we're not doing that. If you're saying stuff like that, what kind of impression do you think that your significant other, your new boyfriend is going to have when he meets your best friend? So think about the way that you're presenting and the things that you're saying about the people 
in your life. Or if you're complaining about your brother or you're complaining about your sister or your siblings or your parents, and all you're doing is talking about how they're controlling your life or how they're calling you and asking you for money, or you're not saying the good things and you're not talking about how they're supporting you and they're not talk- you're not talking about how they've always been there for you and you're not talking about how amazing they are, then it's going to be really hard for them to walk for either party to walk into that first meeting expecting to have good things come out of it. Now, I know what you're thinking is like, well, then who am I supposed to vent to (laughs) when this comes up? And again, this is not saying that you can't talk to your best friend about some jerky thing that your boyfriend or girlfriend did. This doesn't mean that you can't talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend about something about your mom, your dad, your best friend that annoyed you. But in the scale of what you're talking about, the majority of the weight needs to be in that good side. You should be talking way more good. It should be light on the bad. It should be light on the not great stuff. You can be, it's good to be aware of kind of like a dynamic, but you should be overwhelmingly airing in this camp of, I want to talk to you about how amazing they are at this or the good things in your relationships, because it's some sort of scientific study. Like for every negative thing, you have to have like what, like seven or eight positive things to outweigh it. So we, if you're thinking about it in that context, you're like, if I've said like five negative things, then I have to come up with like 15 good things. So weighing all of that stuff, I'm like, hmm, am I telling people, giving people the impression that maybe this person isn't so great when I know in my heart of hearts that they are? So yeah, you want this them to have this image in their head of, of, wow, they sound like a really interesting person that I want to get to meet so that you're painting this accurate picture. Yeah, it's not always going to be rosy, but it should be that there are more wonderful and endearing qualities to this person than there are negatives. Absolutely. And so when you're just going through that, just pay attention to the way that you are talking and the things that you're saying. And it's a good rule of thumb for life in general, not necessarily just in this situation, but thinking about that seven, eight, five, whatever the number is to one rule when you're talking about anybody, whether that be your kids, whether that be your friends, whether that be whatever it is, the compliment sandwich, just being aware and spreading compliments around like confetti. And if you find that a lot of what is coming out of your mouth is not the positive thoughts about the people in your life that you would like them to be practicing spreading those compliments around and practicing looking for those positive things to say about other people. What you look for, you will find. And that is a practice that you can put into place to work on and it will become more natural for you and something that you can develop. And it's a muscle that you can develop and put into your toolbox and will work for you going forward in many other areas of your life, including your dating life. I think it just is serves as a way to highlight, right? Is this the relationship for me if it feels like I have more negative things to talk about? And why do I want to introduce 
And maybe it's on the flip side. Why do I want to introduce somebody who I love and think is amazing to somebody who maybe isn't good in my life? And that could be a sister, a mom, an aunt, a grandma. So I think it gives you a pause to reevaluate your relationships and know that not everybody gets to be introduced at the same time, right? I know this is going out, we're heading into the holiday season, but just because you have this person you want to introduce the holidays may not be the best time. (laughs) There's no law that says you have to introduce somebody to everybody at once. Trickle this in. Let this be a slow, thought out process so that hopefully it starts to go in the direction that you want it to go. Pick one person, pick a friend and start with maybe doing a double date or maybe going out and meeting for drinks or doing something together in a small group that is not intimidating, not threatening, where you don't have to just sit and focus on each other. And whether that is a friend or whether it's a brother or a sister, if you start small and grow from there so that you're not introducing to everybody all at once. And if they've never met your family, maybe a large holiday gathering isn't the right place or time to do that first introduction. You can go back and listen to our episode from last week. And we will again in this episode, give you permission to show up at holiday functions alone or show up at holiday functions with your best friend and not your significant other. That's okay. You don't need to show up with your brand new significant other If it's an uncomfortable thing and they haven't met the family yet and you would be throwing them into the deep end where they would have to meet 50 people at once, that can be very, very overwhelming for most people. Well, it's a conversation that my boyfriend and I have sort of had. Where we started having this conversation of like, are we supposed to want to introduce each other to people in our life? And then we're like, maybe not. And then I think it was more of us not feeling ready. And like, do we ever have to? That could be a very valid option that maybe that's just two spheres of your life that you don't want to introduce. And then kind of out of the blue the other day, he's like, well, I want to go meet your dad. And at the moment, my dad was in the hospital. I'm like, sweetheart, that is very sweet. And I know the reasoning behind you behind what you want to do that that is not the appropriate time because I know my dad does not want to meet you when you know, everything's flapping in the breeze in the stupid hospital. gown. <laughs> that's not nece- that's not the impression that anybody I think wants to give off. So again, it's about appropriate (laughs) meeting places. But I think, you know, it's something that you should be very cautious with and taking your time. It's like picking that one friend that you know is really easygoing, that you know they talk really well or they're easy to chat with. Finding those easy ins, it's like a first date if you think about it. It's a first date to meet for them and your family member or your family member and them. And so finding those things that maybe it's putt-putt golf, maybe it's something that you can do. So again, you're not staring awkwardly when you feel like you've run out of things to talk about. Right. And whether that is you planning a uh, a game night or you planning to go out for putt-putt golf or you planning something, do something that you would do on a first date and make it that group outing just so that you have something to take the small talk out of the conversation and something to bond over can make it a lot easier if you have somebody who is shy and has trouble with that and with those introductions and needs that extra support in those situations and in those settings. 
Well, I think it's an, a great opportunity to be like, I know his favorite movie is Star Wars and such and such boyfriend's favorite movie is Star Wars. So maybe you plan. <laughs> and that's part of like preparing yourself, your person, your friends for how to meet. I think we you mentioned kind of that your boyfriend had met your family slightly unprepared. <laughs> A bit. At a play. And yes, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I think there's this idea that you can prepare. You don't have to have like a hopeful dossier. <laughs> Somebody being like, Mr. Height, wait, this is all the information. No, but do they have a common hobby? Do they have a common sports team they like? Do they have something that maybe you can help pull them together and being like, I know you two really like this. I think you would have fun chatting about that and maybe picking who you introduce first by like, oh, we have way more in common with this particular couple. And then slowly starting to add in more people so that it feels a little bit easier and a little gentler each time. And it doesn't have to be love at first sight. It doesn't have to be best friends. It doesn't have to be somebody that you hang out with all the time. I think you said it when you mentioned that it's like a first date. You're trying it on and you're going to add more people in and you're going to find that that rhythm when you're meeting friends and when you're meeting family at who you feel more comfortable around as a couple and who you want to spend that time with as a couple. So it doesn't have to be that they love everybody that you surrounded yourself with in your life. They don't have, you don't have to be best friends with everybody that they surrounded themselves with, but it is important that you at least know who they are and can be in the same room with them and have a conversation. Right. Isn't that like the kicker? I'm like, yeah, I don't need to be like your instant BFF. But if we're going to be at the same cookouts, if we're going to be at the same dance recitals, we're going to be at the same holiday parties, I need to be able to have a, a conversation with you that we can chit chat, we can shoot the breeze, we can do whatever. But again, I don't need to have you in my phone as my best friend texting TikToks back and forth to each other. It's always in an ideal world. Yes, we would love everybody to be instant best friends. But it's about integrating these people into your life and vice versa. And it's the same for you. You're probably not going to like all of their friends, but can you see enough of a benefit to it that you're making the effort to be personable, to be talkative, to be social <laughs> with these people so that you're giving a good first impression when you're meeting your significant other's important people? Again, it doesn't have to be all at once. Go slow. Hmm. My significant other has 14 brothers and sisters, and that's a big ass family. I mean, a really big family. And he's got three sets of parents when, when it's all said and done the way that everything worked out, not to mention extended family that he's close to. It's been six years that we've been together and there is still a brother that I haven't met and there is still nieces and nephews that I haven't met and that's okay. I mean, I'm mostly through the main family now, but it's it's taken a while and that's okay too. It's okay to go slow. You don't have to meet everybody all at once and there doesn't have to be a quiz on it after you introduce them the first time. Give people a chance to absorb slowly and to be exposed to the same people more than once to remember names and other things about your family and friends. As we talked about it last week in the episode, we talked about it last year when we did holiday episodes, you can create your own time frame. 
Just because somebody feels like they're ready to meet your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, does not mean that you two are ready. And I think it's something that, you know, my boyfriend and I keep talking about because we're not quite ready yet. I know. (laughs) The thought is that he just wants to meet my dad so that my dad knows that I am in good hands. I appreciate that. It's a very loving and loving thought, but we're not ready yet. And I think that's a big part of we're closing in on a year. Does that mean anything? No, (laughs) it doesn't. In the grand scheme of things, if the future that we're talking about is the future, then we have time. And I think that's part of it is there's this need to, it's six months, they're sticking around, I need to introduce them. It's a year, maybe it is, but maybe you have very different timelines of when and how you want to introduce people and letting your timelines be your timelines and don't rush it if you're not ready. It's okay to take your time. It's okay to go slowly. And for I think it works better for everybody if you do this in little pieces and let them, like you said, get to know them for a couple of times before they have to start remembering that so-and-so was married to this person, but now they're not anymore. And now they're, so sometimes families can be complicated. So letting it kind of go at its own pace. And I think in the end, everybody feels much more relaxed because it's not something that was forced to. And I would be lying if I said I'm slightly dragging my my feet a little bit because I've never really done this. I've always kept my ca- my dating life and my family life fairly separate. And dating was always kind of casual for me. And this is serious and this is different. And it adds a different layer of, okay, if I introduce this person, this is a person. <laughs> this says something about the relationship. And while I might feel comfortable and confident when it's just the two of us, when we can talk about fun things and we can whisper all those fun little lovey-dovey things, you introduce family and friends and all of a sudden it adds a level of realness to the relationship. And while that may be wonderful and good, are you both ready for this level of realness? Are you both on that same path, that same page? And that can maybe be a conversation you have when you, if you feel ready and the other person isn't, is to have this conversation about why do you feel hesitant? Why do you feel ready? And communicating what your expectations are so that if somebody is not on the same page, they can start to get there. And if you're not, it can help you pump the brakes and have a little patience while somebody gets to that space. All in all, it is a matter of what is right for you. If you're ready at six months, great. If you're ready at two weeks, that's great too. It is one of the things that I love about being a little bit further down the path and having been through a few relationships and kind of being where I'm at in the stage of life that I am in now is being completely accepting of your relationship is allowed to look like whatever your relationship looks like and you do what's right for you. And we're here to help guide you, give you some tips and tricks on how to navigate. But ultimately, I'm just here giving you permission to let your relationship look like what it needs to look like for you and maybe help you navigate some of those sticky situations and release some of the expectations that you may have in that society has placed on your relationship and maybe navigate a little bit more smoothly how to integrate what your relationship looks like into the mainstream views that the rest of your friends and family may have. I think it's probably, I've just been watching too much 90 Day Fiance and that's (laughs) skewed what I think about relationships right now. 
you're you're one hundred percent right. Like when you're ready, you're ready. When you're not ready, you're not ready. And I think that that's important. But that's that was my whole point. Is I love the fact that you're waiting until you're ready, and it's okay to not be ready. But it's also okay if you're ready at two weeks. And I just love the fact that we can just sit here and be like, you have permission to do what's right for you whenever it's right for you, and we're just here to to guide you and to cheer you on no matter what stage your relationship is in and to let you go live your relationship in the way that works best for you. Just start bucking all those traditional norms. Just go out there and do your thing. (laughs) As long as you're not hurting anybody else, you're good. (laughs) Yes. Find the relationship that works for you. I think that is the best advice that we have given you in all of our seasons is go find a relationship that works for you and don't worry about what everybody else tells you it has to look like. Because I think if you want any sort of longevity, you have to figure out how you two as individual people work together and less about how you two work together under the lens of what everybody expects it to be. Because you're the ones who do this day in, day out, not your family. So if you're, you got to stand firm and like, this is what works for us, regardless of, I know it's going to be hard to drown out all of those voices because they've been with you your entire life. They're very loud and they can be very pushy, but if you want the success that, and to make it a lasting relationship, you have to figure out what makes sense for you two very separate, very individual, very whole people coming together and trying to create uh, a fun and lasting and loving relationship. So let us know how your introductions went with your friends and family, or if you're not ready, what might be holding you back or what you need to hear from us so that we can help you maybe get to that next step or talk about whatever it is that is holding you back. If there's any other roadblocks that you might need to hear about from us, we want to bring you content that is relevant to your life and your relationships. You can drop us a line. So you're ready to date at gmail.com or find us on all the socials that'll be linked in the show notes. And otherwise, we will see you back here next week with another great episode.